Welcome to Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to learn from fellow business owners how to decrease the chaos and increase their sense of fulfillment while becoming more profitable. I'm your host, Tracy Trepesky. I'm an executive coach and consultant and mindset mastery expert. I'm also mom to two amazing teenagers and a menagerie of adopted furry family members. In each episode, we explore challenges, opportunities, and actionable tips to help you move your business forward while staying true to your vision. You'll hear from me and my guests how we've tackled some of the pitfalls and unexpected surprises that entrepreneurship delivers. We're the real deal, and we're here to inspire and encourage you. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today for a new episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. The podcast where entrepreneurs just like you and me share how they master their mindset to overcome obstacles to their success. In today's episode, I am so excited to be speaking with the wonderful, big-hearted Terrence Viban. When Terrence and I first spoke about him being a guest on the podcast, he said he wasn't an entrepreneur really, but definitely had the mindset part down. Terrence has the entrepreneurial spirit, though, and has channeled that spirit and energy into building foundations that support young people in his home country of Cameroon. In 2018, Terrence started his first foundation, which he lovingly named after his mother, Elizabeth. He originally wanted to keep it small, providing vocational training for about 20 young women. There was so much interest that they ultimately enrolled 40 young women in the training program. They have also provided sewing machines and computer literacy training. You'll hear Terrence say that this knowledge and training provides economic power for women and girls, and this is what they really want and need. In late 2020, Terrence started a second foundation to support high school students in Cameroon in studying for and passing the baccalaureate, which would open the doors for them to study in Europe beyond high school. The foundation connects student teachers in Germany and France with high school students in Cameroon, which provides a win-win for all. Student teachers get experience teaching, and the high school students get their credentials. You won't want to miss Terrence's tips for being in the right mindset for success. Also, keep your eyes and ears peeled because Terrence will probably be launching a vegan nutrition business in the near future. And he said he's not an entrepreneur yet. He has all the markings of a serial entrepreneur, if you ask me. Listen and see for yourself. So grab a beverage or a snack and settle in to listen to Terrence and his amazing journey. Terrence, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you, Tracy, for having me. I am so excited to share. You've got a couple of big things going, and I'm excited to share that. And also, just as we were kind of chatting before we started recording, you said a lot of mindset stuff that I think is going to be really important. And it's clear that you live this, right? That you've learned and you've, and you've tried things along the way and you've learned and developed a mindset that keeps you going. So, you know, before we dive into what you're up to and start, you know, cause we tend to go deep fast. So I'm excited for that. But before we dive in, yeah. where are you, where are you currently located in the world? I'm in um, Hamburg in Germany. It's a city in the North of Germany more towards uh, the Danish uh, border. Mm. Yeah. But so you're not living here. No, I'm not from, from Germany originally. I've been living here for the past 19 years. Yeah, I'm from Cameroon originally, but I've been living in Germany for the past 19 years and here in Hamburg for the past 12. Awesome. Yeah. We could probably talk for hours about how you got to Germany, but I, <laughs> how, how did, what made you decide? Did you decide to go to Germany or did you end up in Germany? I decided to go abroad. Mm -hmm. But I ended up in Germany. Initially, I wanted to go to the U.S. or to, um, to, to Britain to study. Yeah. So one year before my, um, my advanced level, I decided to apply to sign up to apply for scholarships in the U.S. and in Great Britain. And my late grandmother helped me a lot with that, actually. Because mm -hmm. back, so imagine posting, you know, having to post scholarship applications from Cameroon to all these places. It wasn't that easy. But then I got a few replies and most of them were like, no, you know, so I looked for the next best place where I could study without having to pay much money. Mm -hmm. And back then, I didn't have to pay any tuition in Germany, like really zero. Amazing. Yeah. So my aunt just helped me out. And, um, and that's how I ended up here. Amazing. So you saw, you saw the opportunity and you went for it. Exactly. No. Don't ask me why. I just knew I didn't want to study in Cameroon from a very early age. Maybe I was running away from something. I have no idea. <laughs> but I just knew very early I didn't want to study there. So. Yeah. 
when I was one year before I had to finish uh, high school, I started sending out all these things. And yeah, 19 years later, here, here we are. And here you are. And now, yeah. now you're married and have a child, correct? Exactly. I'm married and um, I have a daughter. She's, uh, she turned nine months this week. Aww. Yeah, lovely, lovely bundle of joy. She's, she's so adorable. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, that's Thank awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. So life is good. Life couldn't be better, really. Aww. Yeah. So, I mean, things are really good. I'm doing what I love and I have just this feeling, you know, this feeling that you get that the year is going to be everything you've hoped for. Mm. And yeah, so it couldn't be better. That's wonderful. I'm so, I'm so, and today is my birthday. So I'm so thankful (laughs) thinking about all these things that I have right now. I'm just very thankful. Yeah. And that's the attitude that I want to send out there. Yeah. We should, we should really be thankful for, for what we have, for the people we have in our lives and, yeah, I make it a thing to really cultivate those those habits, those those attitudes, and you know, and those bonds, those those relationships. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you for for well, first, happy birthday, and thank you for, thank for you, spending <laughs> your birthday. Because for you, it's evening. For me, it's early afternoon here in the U.S. Um, exactly. Thank you for spending your birthday evening with me. I did, when we were warming up. Um, you did say that you already had cake. So I feel, yeah. <laughs> I feel, I feel extra, extra privileged that we're not like, you know, cutting into your birthday time. And I really appreciate you being here. And, and I love, I love your attitude. You know, it's not to say that things don't happen in life and we can't feel down. I think we need to feel yeah. all the things we feel, but by and large, life offers opportunities and exactly. we're going to find whatever we're looking for. And I, I, exactly. Yeah. I definitely have learned that. And I, often need reinforced, especially when, you know, as of today's recording, things are really hectic and chaotic in the U.S. And my choice each day right now during this weird transition time in the U.S. is to stay focused on the things that I have in front of me that I can cause an impact in. And that means coming back to gratitude and being thankful and looking for the good and sharing as much good as possible. So I love that. I love that we found each other (laughs) and that we can can share this. Yeah. Me too, yeah. Tracy. I mean, we can sit here right now and talk and have this, uh, you know, this exchange that we're having right now. So how privileged is that? You know, Incredible. so how, that's why I say, you know, uh, I'm very thankful for this. Yeah. 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 Thankful for, 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 for this life that I have, you know, yeah. because uh, not many people aren't so lucky, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that we can just sit here today and talk about all of this, you know, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. And, you know, we... Gosh, you know, currently also like crazy COVID time and just all this stuff going on. We're in the middle of a global pandemic and yet you're in Hamburg, Germany. Yeah. I'm in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And we're having a conversation, like as if we're face to face. It's it's just really cool. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. If you had told me even six months ago that we'd be doing this, I would be like, hmm. Sure. Okay. If you say, I mean, I'm yeah. going to have to believe you if you say so. You like, say I would so yeah. It. yeah. I'm going to trust you, but you know, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is really cool. So you have like your, your regular job, your day job. And exactly. you also, what do you do? What's your day job? I've been um, an independent contractor. I'm a software architect, developer, mm-hmm. and trainer. So, and I've been doing this as a contractor since 2014. So that's like my day job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been pretty amazing because it's helped me to grow a lot. I can choose the customers I want to work with. Mm-hmm. I can travel a lot. Like last year I was in South Africa for training, not the year before last. And last year I should have traveled as well to South Africa to give some, some training over there. So I can actually choose what I want to do. And yeah, so it's, it's, it's been pretty good. It's really yeah. cool. And in addition to doing, you know, the work that, that feeds your family and pays your bills. And it sounds like you really exactly. enjoy it, which is really cool that you get, you get to it. do these things. Yeah. Um, you have two foundations. Yes. One of them is, um, is a foundation that started in 2018. And it was called, it's called Psyche Elizabeth Foundation in honor, in honor of my mother mm-hmm. who passed away in 2017. And the reason I started that was because I wanted to do something with her. And this is something we started planning before she passed away. Mm. You know, so when she passed away, we'd already even bought some of the equipment and it was already there back at home in Cameroon. And I was just, what am I going to do now? So I decided to just go go ahead with it anyway. And it was, you want, should I tell you what it is about? Yes, please. Yeah. So as I said, it was in honor of my mom. And when she visited me here in Germany in 2016, we got together and said, okay, what can we do to help like the local girls around? 
You know, they have things like teenage pregnancies, they go, which force women to break out or girls, young girls, to break out of school, have kids, and then that's the, that's the end of the story for them. You know, so, and you also have a lot of underprivileged girls that do not have the possibility to go to school at all. Mm-hmm. So the idea was, what can we do to help them? And then we came up with the idea to just maybe start something small where they can le- learn a trade, you know, that can help enable them to be able to provide for themselves and for their families. So in that way, even if they can't go to school, they have a trade. So it was all about, the foundation was all about vocational training for mm-hmm. girls in particular. Yeah, and it took us um, a few months in 2018 to set this up. Then we, we operated in, 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 in Cameroon, in the Northwest province where I come from for a few months. This was supposed to be a pilot project. And originally we had spots for 20 girls and they came from all the villages around. And we ended up starting with 40 girls because everybody wanted to kind of like get in. Mm-hmm. And I had this thing where we actually went to the families of the girls just to explain to them exactly what they were getting into, what we what we wanted them expected of them. And I mean, it was pretty it was pretty mind blowing to see that that there was this huge need for it. And also before we started, we got we invited all of the parents and all of the people in the villages around together, and we had some sort of a workshop. So it wasn't us going somewhere and telling people, you know. Uh, we want to offer you this and we expect you to have this and this. No, we ask them, what do you actually want? Mm-hmm. You know, this is our idea. How can you benefit from it? So we had a workshop. We divided, we broke them up into, into groups and they sat together and discussed. And then we had this amazing one day workshop. It was just, it was amazing. It was mind blowing, mm-hmm. you know, and then they came up with the ideas of what they want, actually wanted us to do or how we could help. And then that's when we actually started uh, working. So, wow. Yeah. So you opened up so much possibility for all these girls and young women. It's like my, and it's probably not something they ever considered was possible if they were kind of, you know, they grew up in a particular way and the, and the society sort of dictates these things. And so you're really kind of changing, you're changing the system from the inside out. And I love that you said, okay, so if it's not school, if there's still not access to school, then let's give you a trade. If that's something, exactly. I mean, this, this is like economic power for, yeah. for women. And we, we yeah. do know, I mean, even statistics support this. So it's really clear that when we empower girls and women, we really change the world. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so the idea was, you know, uh, we start with a pilot project and it was, what is the easiest thing, like mm-hmm. looking at the setting camera, what is the easiest thing that a girl could do that can give her that economic power? You know, and what we came up with was like just sewing. So mm-hmm. when my mom was actually here, we bought in Germany, we bought five sewing machines and shipped them to Cameroon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, it was the machines were already there. So when we started with the, with the training and said we wanted a spot for 12, 20 people, we bought more machines. But the idea was just to give, give them this trade, you know. So imagine they come from a very remote place and in Cameroon, no matter what you have an occasion, somebody has given birth, someone has died, somebody is, you know, being Christian, whatever, there is always piece of fabric that is being put together to celebrate Mm -hmm. so we said you know if they come from a remote place they can come and learn this trade within a year go back there and open up shop you know and also a second thing that is basically you have it everywhere is documents no matter what you have to do you have to prepare documents so we also said we're going to open a second place where you have like this kind of computer literacy program so we bought up computers and also started computer center in this vocational training center that we created mm-hmm. so that they can also learn literature, computer literacy skills and then go back to their villages, you know, where they come up from and open up shop. Yeah, people can come there, get their documents, certify, prepare their documents for whatever reason they need them and do not have to go to the next, you know, largest town to do that. Mm-hmm. So this was the idea and this was supposed to just really be a pilot project and to see how it, how it was going to turn out. Amazing. Well, that's, I think that's really important work too, because now you've got people who are empowered with skills and now you're also making things more convenient for people in maybe more remote places. And that that's, again, it's, I mean, not to overuse the word empowerment, but that's very empowering Yeah. because now barriers to entry for various things are, are gone or at least lower. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, Tracy, when we were talking before uh, before the podcast, there's this thing that I was saying about yeah, about development aid generally, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for me that, you know, it's this huge today we have this huge missionary, you know, behind the idea of of sending aid to third world countries to mm-hmm. to, to to developing countries. And I mean, 
there are a lot of people that have put their like their life life's work it isn't isn't this and they really make a change and a difference in people's lives so it's not about minimizing their work definitely not but my personal opinion i think that you know that kind of aid has kind of failed because in most cases we go to a place and we give people stuff mm-hmm. so when you give people something you don't empower them right there's this thing that has often said a lot and maybe um you've heard it before that you do not give someone fish you teach them how to fish you know so because if you give them fish today what happens tomorrow you have to do it tomorrow and the day after that and it keeps going on forever right right so you go somewhere and then you teach people how to fish and then you get out of there and they fish for themselves yeah. and that's why i think that projects like this no matter how small they start is what is actually going to change the i would say the foundation of each society mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that you, that you empower people to go out and get what they want and do not give them the stuff that you think they need. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunately what has uh, development aid has been doing for the past few decades, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think that, you know, like I, I know about like some micro lending programs, but they're very, yeah. they're very clear for like, for example, getting a young family, five goats, right. And yeah. they can build something with those five goats. I think that's very different from just kind exactly. of coming in and bringing it's important. If people are starving, it's important that they eat, you know, but, yeah. but I think you're right. Like, you know, in addition to providing food now, exactly. could we also provide some kind of an educational piece or something that empowers them? Perfect. That's really yeah. great. And I think it's something that you said that I really want to highlight because we might have people who are listening, who are building a business or who have always yeah. wanted to do something more, maybe it's outside of their business, if it wanted to go do something that makes a difference in the world. When you said you had spots for 20 people and you ended up with 40, like that to me felt enormous. And here's why. Every time, I mean, this is like quantum physics stuff here, but it's true. Every time we create a positive ripple, we create a positive effect, either by infusing energy in somebody, supporting them in some way, or even empowering them with greater skill set it creates the power to affect uh, like sending out this good energy and this transformation to like 10, 12,000 people for every single one. So I don't even know how to do that math right now, but you know, 12,000 people times 40 is however many. And each person whose life has been positively impacted now has the opportunity to spread that out and to pay that forward. So this is to me gigantic. Like never underestimate the power of change and never underestimate the impact that you're making, even if in front of your face, you only see one person because you just never know what kind of an impact that and and where that can ripple out. So that is, that's remarkable. You know, you know, Tracy, um, the fact that I'm here today and that I'm able to be able to do anything for anybody is because someone also gave me a lending hand when I needed one. Mm. Yes, without my, my aunt, I wouldn't be here in Germany today. My parents would have been able to send me here. You know, so for me, this aspect of giving back, and it's something that my mom taught me, my grandmother taught, taught me. So and coupled with the fact that I'm here because someone also lifted me up, mm-hmm. um, it gave me, it, it's given me that sense of, I wouldn't say duty because I'm not doing it because I have to do it. I, I love what I'm doing, but it's giving me this sense of, of, of wanting to give back. Mm-hmm. And as you say, one never know. You know, it might just be among these 40 girls, you might might just take one single person who is going to change the world, who's mm-hmm. going to bring the next big thing that, you know, changes the way we live fundamentally. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's also, you know, even if it's just one person, people don't, don't wait for it to be like something big before you help. Even if you're helping just a single person, your neighbor next door, we say charity begins at home, right? Yeah. So even if it's just the, per- the person next door, your neighbor next door, or the person next the homeless person guy out there on the street you have no idea you know what kind of ripple effect that that might actually uh create you know yeah so yeah so that's why for me giving back is very very important no matter how little i have and i have to give back it's just who i am Mm -hmm. well and again you're making an impact i mean i feel your passion and i hear you talking you know so very clearly about why you want to do this it's remarkable. And I know that there's been a lot of hurdles, <laughs> hurdles to cross. And that's, that's just part of the thing, right? And you're doing yeah. this, of course, from a great distance. And so there's a lot, of, a lot of things to overcome. What would you say, like for you, is there a big learning thing? that, Like, is there something that you go, wow, I'm so glad that I did this. And even if it's not exactly how I thought it was going to be, this is what I've learned. This is my takeaway. Well, what I've learned from all of this is that you need a team that you can trust. Mm 
And I think this doesn't only go with doing something like starting a foundation, the what, I, what I'm doing. I think it's just for anything, for any business that you want to create. You need people that you can trust. You need a team. Yeah. And then being here in Germany and building that team in Cameroon is one of the most challenging things I've had to do so far. Mm. You know, getting people that you can trust, people that you can work together with, that you align with, that people that share that vision as well, it's absolutely important. And um, at least you definitely need a partner, you know, so I mean, if you can't get that team right away, you definitely need at least a partner, someone that you can really trust. Uh, because people make a mistake of always going, I did alone. I've done that a lot when it came to, you know, like business ideas. I do that a lot. But at one point I realized, yeah, I don't have to do it alone. You're more effective when you have someone else you trust, you can work together with. And even most effective is when you have a team that share the vision that you have. So for me, that's the biggest learning. Yeah. Get a team. Get a team of people that share your vision. Mm. And what's really impressive is when we get really clear about what we want to accomplish, yeah. we just need to start talking to people. And people want to help and they want to exactly. be part of things. And not everybody will want to put the work in, but they might know someone that they can connect you with. And that to me exactly. is still part of the work. They're still on your team. They might not be doing, yeah. you know, the day-to-day -day kind of stuff, but that's, that's something I've learned in, in supporting some clients who are on big things that are some of the things they're doing are outside of exactly. my wheelhouse. And I just start talking to people. I've got a client that's doing this and they're like, oh, I know who you should talk to. Boom, now yeah. connection's been made. And so, yeah, I think that's really important to remember that. You need to bring people in exactly. regardless of what role they play to support and to be at the very least great advisors and you know beyond yeah. that to be an integral part of your team. No. And I think that that brings up a second point that I think is also very important. You know, the team, like you just said, you know, uh, the team shouldn't just be the person, the people that you intend to work with, but it could be other people that you enroll to your goal or your vision that might know people that, you know, but the second thing that you just brought up, which I think is very important, is this aspect of mentorship as well. Mm. I mean, if you can afford to get a mentor, I think it's also the best thing one can do because you'll be getting somebody that already knows, you know, has gone through it, maybe some of the hurdles or the stepping stones that you have along the way they've already gone through that mm. so it's it can actually it can help a lot to to say reduce the time you're going to need and save you a lot of trouble and effort that you otherwise would you know have to learn in very painful ways mm. yeah, so I think it's important also to have some sort of a mentor I didn't have one and that's something that looking back it would have helped a lot it would have, mm -hmm. it would have gone a long way to make me avoid some of the mistakes that I made yeah. you know yeah typical mistakes like you know trusting the wrong people right. you know like burning a lot of resources in the wrong directions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think mentorship is a big thing as well. Yeah, and we can think of that as like borrowing from. They say it takes like ten thousand hours to become an expert at something. So we're borrowing yeah. from exactly. someone else's ten thousand hours. And when we use use the word enroll, which I thought was interesting, when we enroll them, yeah. when we sort of engage with them, and yeah. and they understand what we're doing, if they're enrolled and they're engaged and they're on board, they're happy. To, yeah. be, to share their 10,000 hours with you. And you said something about affording it. So I, I just want to point out, sometimes if you ask, people don't really care about the price. They'll give you yeah. time. I, I had someone who came to me who originally wanted to work with me and when I started talking, you know, we started talking about how that works and what the what the fees were and all of that, he said, you know, I'm really scared to ask this, but I'm going to ask anyway because if I don't, the answer is going to be mm -hmm. no. I don't exactly. really have much cash flow right now, but I really, really want to do the work. If I promise to do the work, would you be willing to mentor me? Which means I know yeah. I won't get all of your coaching services. And I was so blown away and impressed by his courage yeah. to ask. And I said, you bet. How can I support you? That was that. And I've been working with him for, you know, we talk maybe once a month, sometimes more frequently for the yeah. last almost five years. And if he ever decides that he's outgrown me, I'm going to miss him terribly, <laughs> but yeah. we'll always be connected, you know, and, and there have been times now that I learned from him. So don't be, don't be afraid to ask. I think it's the real exactly. point I want to make, you know, well, you yeah. can be afraid to ask, but do it anyway. <laughs> right. You know, I think, I think, I think that's what also stopped me a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, all these years, it was just asking. Mm -hmm. And it's the fear, as you say, is that this fear of rejection, this fear of maybe, you know, one is not good enough. But these things are constructs that you have in your mind that are going to stop you. And they stop me a lot. So just as an example, I have uh, right now, what I'm also planning to do, which also takes me to another vision of mine that I have, is to start a vegan business. 
you know, but I'm a software guy. So how do I go from a software guy to food? You know, I have no idea, no experience in that, but it's something that I've been passionate about for a very long time and finally realized I just have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? So what did I do? I looked up, we have this company in German called Vegans. It's like with Vegan, but with the, with the Z at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's a big, it's a, it's, a, it's a huge deal. They're like the biggest producers of alternative uh, animal products in, in, in the German market. And I even think they're, they're planning to, to move to the stock exchange in a few years. That's how big they are. Wow. So I just went, I tried to get the, get the contact of the, of the, uh, the, the person who founded it. You know, I couldn't get the, 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 the contact, but I met him on social media and I just wrote to him. You know, so I just reached out and said, you know, this person and this, what I, what I have, what I, the, the idea that I have, you know, and I would be grateful if you give me a few minutes of your time, you know, so I haven't heard from him, but that is not going to stop me. So I'm just going to look for other people like him and just, you know, reach out. Yeah. And hopefully one of them is going to get back to me at one point in time. But that's what I mean by, you know, like reaching out to us because this is, but I've done it. Yeah. I have no idea how to set up a business in this space, but I know that these are the people that have done it. And if I reach for help, one of them would be happy, definitely, eventually to give me a few minutes of their time. And that's all I need. Yeah. And I would add to that, keep going. If they didn't answer you the first time, try again. Hey, I know you're busy. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Just be very persistent. You know, eventually, you know, that phrase, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So you just, you know, yeah, definitely. Hi, hi, it's me again. It's me again. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you blocked me. Okay. I'm going to now I'm going to, I'm going to find a phone number and start calling you. Right. Yeah. I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch to my, uh, from, from, from LinkedIn to maybe Facebook. and Exactly. Like just keep going until, yeah. until they yeah. block you on all channels and then find a phone number and start calling until, yeah. you know, no, they, they, will, they will eventually, <laughs> they will, they will eventually reach out because um, I, I think persistence always pays and people, yeah. we are, we are predisposed to want to help. We are. Yes. So I don't think that if you're that persistent, somebody would, you know, block you and keep blocking. Because it just takes way too much energy to block somebody everywhere. Yeah. Right. And just to talk right. to them for a few minutes. You know, no, so. seriously. <laughs> no, maybe they'll stop bugging me if I just take their call. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and also yeah. they'll see your passion. You know, I mean, you're yeah, not you're definitely. not a crazy stalker. You're saying, I want to yeah. enter this space and I want to, yeah. you know, I would love to, the way you phrased it, right? Would you it's, have exactly. some And I admire you so much. You know, mm-hmm. I admire so much and yeah. what you've created that I think your advice is like gold to me right now. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, most of, most of the people would respond positively to that. People almost always do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that's exciting. So that's, so my wheels are turning a little bit and I may know someone that could give you some insight. They're yeah. not like big producers of vegan products, but with, they own a coffee shop. So this is kind of interesting mm-hmm. just to offer alternative possibilities. Exactly. They own a coffee shop close to where I live and they're vegan and they're very passionate about their vegan lifestyle. So they decided a lot of their customers also like their, you know, non-dairy milk alternatives. And and interesting, this is different in the US. They don't charge extra. Whatever kind of milk you want is the milk you get. So if you want cow's milk, they do offer it, but they also have like all these other plant-based and and that's exactly. different. That's very different. You usually pay quite a lot more than that yeah. or for that in coffee shops. And then they decided that in the space that they're in, they're one of the offices that was behind a couple of walls behind their space became available and they decided to take it over and knocked out the walls and they created a gluten-free vegan market nice. with inside of where they're at. So, and it's just, they're, you know, really creative that way. And then when COVID came along, they did like, you know, bundles so you could get a subscription mm-hmm. to purchase things and they would ship them to you and yeah. where they're sourcing the food and all that. So it's, it's you know, not to do, go too far into the weeds, but it's really interesting. It so is. that may, you know, yeah. when we're done recording, that may be something that we can explore a little further. But I wanted our listeners to hear that because yeah. as an idea pops up, this is what happens, right? Oh, I know yeah. someone. Exactly. <laughs> I know someone that you could talk to. Sure, they're in the US, but they might have some good ideas, you know? And exactly. So, yeah, I think that's really cool. No, I appreciate that a lot, Tracy. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's my pleasure. This is how it works, right? It's like, you know, I don't know anything about that, but I know someone who does, right? So that could be a way to start, get the wheels turning. If you're not quite sure what you want it to look like or where it's going, then that's, you know, that's a good start. So very, very cool. Well, I admire your courage and your tenacity (laughs) to just go and do it. Yeah. I've learned the hard way too. That's why I say this kind of, I have, have this like, this energy right now where I have the feeling that, you know, I, I mean, everything is possible when you believe. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and when you when you have something that backs up your vision, you know. So for me, with all of these like vegan stuff, it's just this thing that I've had for a very long time where you see how people are killing themselves with food, you know, killing the planet, torturing animals. So this is something that I, I'm very passionate about and I believe a lot in. Yeah. So doing something in this space wouldn't feel like work. You right. know, it still feel like you're making a difference and you're actually contributing to something positive. Mm-hmm. You know, so so when you're doing anything that you really believe about that, and that's the thing, you know, whatever, who wants to do anything, just try to get something that you believe a lot in. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's going to, of course, like what we're doing right now, you have whatever pays the bills, but what you want to do with your life should be something that you're passionate about. Yeah, yes. absolutely. It shouldn't feel like work. And then actually doing making it work wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. And, you know, so you wouldn't be focusing on the wrong thing, like, you know, using it to earn money or stuff like that. You would actually be focusing to bring in value, mm-hmm. you know, to other people's lives. And that's a big, huge thing. You know, when you're passionate, you can be able to create that value and people are going to be able to, to tap into that. And that makes you successful eventually. That's something that's been a recurring theme in my interviews, actually, is that a lot of my guests say, if you're just doing it for the money, you know, one is you'll probably burn out. And two is you may lose sight of why you're doing it. If you're doing this and you're hoping to turn some quick money, you're better off doing something else, right? But the money... I mean, we do need to be smart about it and we need to... If we don't know how to do business, we need to find someone to support us in in being business people. But when you're really attached to a, a why, why am I yeah. here? What does this mean for me? And you, you made this great distinction, value versus money. The money exactly. does come. It does come. It sometimes takes a year, two, three, or four before it comes, but it comes. And so you've just yeah. got to remember that, that money needs to be secondary if you're attached to a big vision because the money does come. And money is just an exchange of energy anyway. So you, you know, if we clear <laughs> that, we can make it happen. Of course, it's like yeah. real stuff, but ultimately... That's not really why we do things. You know, one of the questions I'll ask a a prospective client is if money were no object, would you still be doing this? Is this the thing you'd be doing? And most of the time it's yes. I did one time had a client who really in the process of discovery decided that she wanted to go back to corporate because she just really didn't like working for herself. She did it out of necessity during the last economic downturn, 2009, 2008, 2009. And she started a business because she'd been laid off twice and she got a little gun shy about uh, going to get yet another job. And so with the exception of her, who, by the way, she's doing fantastic. She ended up getting this dream job and loves it. And she's happy as can be. Most people say, no, I would still do this. Mm -hmm. And so then I say, all right, we're going to be practical. Of course, we need to look at your spreadsheets and all that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But let's take money out of the picture for now. And let's just go into your vision. And it's amazing how much bigger the vision gets when they stop worrying about money. So I think that's a really important distinction. Yeah. And you yeah, said and something think, else that yeah. everything's possible when you believe like, you know, we have, I don't know if this is common across the world, but in the US, you'll hear people say, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. And I go, Mm-mm-mm-mm. you'll see it when you believe it. If you believe it's impossible, it will never be possible. Yeah. It's just the way that yeah. goes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think, I think it's just this. Um, and I say, it's something that I also suffer, suffer from on a daily basis. So mm-hmm. no one is free of this, no matter how successful you are, you can just get better at, at actually living it, you know, living the belief. You get better yeah. at it when you practice. But also it's a, it's a thing, you know, that we're born to be skeptical. Human beings are skeptical mm-hmm. beings. We want to see, we want to be touched things. We want to have things, tangible things that we can feel. And if I, you don't have that, you know, then most of the time people can't actually see it. Right. Yeah, but I think it's, it's kind of like known that if you actually believe something, you know, you can actually, and that's why people do meditation. That's why people do visualization, uh, because you get to a point where you actually trick your your brain to believing mm-hmm. that those things that you need, those things that you want, they have already happened. You know, it's mm-hmm. come to pass. And you're just in the motions of, you know, making them happen. And that's where this aspect of belief comes in very strong. Mm-hmm. Before I used to say positive thinking, you know, it won't it won't do anything. You know, you can't just sit there and begin to think positively and expect, you know, to move <laughs> mountains. No, yeah, right. positive thinking really can move mountains. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and because it gives you the power, you know, it gives you the power to change your attitude mm-hmm. towards everything. Yes, when you believe positive, when you think positively, you know, you change the way you speak, you change the way you present yourself to people, to the world, and people see what you're presenting and react to that. So if you're this positive person, you have a lot of energy. You come to your room, you light up the room, people jump up, you know, and people respond to that. 
Yeah. People that maybe are otherwise, otherwise also dull and sitting in the corner, they also jump up and respond to that positive energy. And maybe they can create something. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think belief and, and just this aspect of positive thinking and believing in yourself is a big thing for that reason. Yeah. Because it changes your, your outlook, changes the way people interact with you, the way people see you. And that can open a lot of doors for anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can share and reflect with you just sitting here listening to you talk. I'm just like, whew, like I, I want to be, I want to meet you where you're at and be at that level. <laughs> yeah. So even just hearing you talk and share your perspective and share what you've done and why you've done it and why you continue to do the things you do gives me energy whether that was your intention or not, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I know the rest of my day is going to be even better than it was. And I was in a pretty good mood this morning. So this is great, right? Like, I think that's that's what happens is we share that level. And when it's genuine, people feel it. They really do. And they respond. Yeah. Oh, this is good stuff. I hope our listeners are paying attention and like taking notes. They need, need to listen a couple of times and, and jot some things down, grab a notebook and start journaling what you're, what you're hearing, because this is, this is the kind of mindset. And these are the kinds of thoughts on your, you know, the way that suits you that can really open the possibilities. And, yeah. and it's like, you were saying, like, when we get into a space where we start visualizing and we start believing that it's already come to pass. I have an exercise that I do with clients to start this process because there is scientific research on the brain exactly. that shows that when we picture ourselves, we visualize, we make it, I do like an audio recording for my clients and I do a written and I have them picture. So we kind of cover all, all areas that when you go into, the, if you say it in present tense, as if it's already happened, the yeah. subconscious mind kind of goes, did I miss a memo about what we're doing here? And it'll like skip tracks and start going. And so now it'll seem like as if by magic, opportunities and resources and the people you need to know float down out of the sky. But what's really happened is we've changed our focus. So a really practical example of that might be you want to get a new car or you need to get a new car and you start doing some research and you find the car that you want to get. And so you've decided, okay, I'm going to get this kind of car. And maybe you've even gotten down to color and the package of all the things that it comes with. And you go out on the road to go to the dealership to get this new car. And you see like five, just like the one you want while you're driving to the dealership. And it's not as if suddenly the manufacturer flooded the market. Your focus is there. You're looking for it. This is the same with anything. Wherever our focus goes is what we're going to find. And so we need to be very intentional and very clear about what we want to create and what we're looking for. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, recently when we had the workshop, what I mean, one thing that I took from that workshop, I mean, this is something that I already knew before because I read a lot of books on these topics. But this idea that you get what you focus on in life. Mm -hmm. So if you have problems and you focus on those problems, what are you going to get more of? More problems. problems. Yeah. Exactly. If you have debts, you have loans, and you focus a lot of energy on all of that, you're going to end up eventually getting more debts and no, more loans, no matter how much money you earn. It's yeah. not, it's, money is not an aspect in this stuff. So yeah. it's just that where you focus your energy, you get more of that. And, that's, and I think that's a big thing, you know. So that's why positive thinking, you know, and always uh, having this positive outlook on life helps a lot. Because mm-hmm. you're just going to get, you're going to focus your energy on things that, give you that positive feeling, that positive energy, and you're going to get more of that. Yeah. yeah and which is, the, you know, shifting from the problem also to the vision, to, to what you want to create, you know, to, mm-hmm. to these possibilities that you're seeing. I think that's a huge, it's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that a lot of people miss. Yeah. Remember this. So the people who listen, who maybe you might think of yourself as a problem solver or a solutions provider, a solution still requires a problem. But if you switch that to, you still, you could still create the same product or service, but if you change that from solving problems to creating possibilities or or opening doors or something like that, it'll actually change your sales process as well. So for those of us who struggle with sales, now we're, we're offering opportunity and possibility and it's not solving a problem it's opening doors you know yeah but, but you know it would be very weird if you go somewhere and say you know i'm not a problem solver i'm an opportunity creator i know like what <laughs> like, what are you smoking right <laughs> exactly but that's your right that's the, exactly that's the right way to look at it you know you're creating opportunity yeah you're solving problems right and sometimes okay so like if, if we're if we're going to get down to the business piece of it sometimes we mm-hmm. need to like, so I use a lot of poll questions in my marketing to connect with yeah. people. So like, I'm trying to think of what they are right now. Do you sometimes feel overwhelmed in your work? Yeah, that's a problem, right? But 
sometimes we need to meet people where they're at. So this is not to say like, you're going to walk around the world using, you know, sprinkling fairy dust on people and expecting them to understand what the heck you're saying. You know, it really needs to be in a language that people understand. So you may say what the problem is, but in your own mind, you're focusing on the opportunities that you're creating for people. And that's the most, that's really where it's at, you know? So you don't necessarily have to go change all your marketing copy to be like, oh, would you like to, you know, meet us with our unicorns and, and, you know, (laughs) magic wands, like that might freak people out, but but you're still providing opportunity and opening doors for people. Right. (laughs) So like you say, you have to meet people where they are, Mm -hmm. you know, exactly. For sure. So you, I mean, this is very cool when you had sent me your bio and I was, I was like, Oh, I didn't know that about the vegan piece. Okay. That's really interesting. And I'm just going to plant this seed. I'm not trying to coach you, but I'm really excited for you. (laughs) Cause I know you're, I know you're going to do something with it. I mean, if that's, and it's, and again, kind of coming back to, it doesn't matter how, how big, you know, you might build an empire. I don't know, but you know, so let's say you start out with just like, I want to, I want to share some education or I want to support people and finding alternative ways to get their nutrition needs met. And as a, as a product, as a, like a byproduct of that is, you know, lower environmental impact, you know, less mass farming and, and, you know, whatever, and all all those things that can go along with that, that there could be all these ripples that go out there. So for anybody who has an idea, don't worry about whether it's big enough. I mean, if you're, if you're committed to a vision, it will grow over time. So you might start with one vision and the, the more you talk about it, the bigger it gets. And so you just, you know, you work your way there. Don't let it stop you. If it gets so huge that it terrifies you, that's probably a great time take some action, do something. I've I've been talking to people and getting into that space is terrifying. I'm going to tell you that it's terrifying and it's, um, but that's not going to stop me because as I said, I know why I'm doing this. So it's, I'm looking at the bigger picture and the vision and what drives me. Mm -hmm. Now people always ask this question, you know, what will you be doing if you don't have to work for money? I mean, it's like more or less what you said before. Right. Yeah. And, and for me, and it's something that I'm also going to do is I'm going to go back to school in mm-hmm. some way, and just studying nutrition again. And this is something that I want to do, like a part-time job, and I, it doesn't even have to give me any money. It's, okay. Yes, because it's just something I believe so much in that actually changing the minds and hearts of people to go away from all of these consumption of animal products is something that's very big for me. Mm-hmm. You know, because as you just listed, it has a lot of other side effects. For me, I'm doing it for ethical reasons, you know, um, but that's just a very, I mean, that's not a small part, but it's just one aspect of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, if, if you could get people to just think about their attitudes with respect to this consumption a little bit more mm-hmm. and make better choices, you know, we're not, I'm not going out there trying to, you know, change people's minds or, you know, you know, win them over to a life. No, that's not what I'm about. Right. Just get people to think about their choices a little bit mm-hmm. and maybe they make better ones. Yes. And uh, all of a sudden you are going to have this huge impact. If enough people are doing it, you're going to have this huge impact on the environment you know, on, on the ethical aspect of sight of the, of things, you know, where animals are not suffering a lot mm-hmm. and also on their health, which I think is the biggest win for everybody individually, the health part, you know, you're not going to be getting all of these diseases that we have, this uh, 21st century diseases. I think most of them are really tied. There's research out there that shows most of them are tied to what we actually eat. So for yes. every person who can make that choice to, you know, to make better choices, that's the individual personal benefit that you're going to get from that. And this is something I'm passionate about. I would do it free of charge any time of the day, talk to people about this, this habit. So that's why personally for me, if I go back, if you know, I didn't have to work today as of right now, I'm going back to university tomorrow mm-hmm. to get a degree in nutrition so that, I mean, I'm already talking about this anyway, but just to make sure that the skeptics can maybe listen. Right. Some people listen, some people listen when, they know, uh, when they have the feeling that you, you, can, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking of another person and also just to share her story a little bit of a now Mm -hmm. graduated client who is a vegan holistic nutritionist. And she said, I initially became vegan. I think it might've been for health reasons. Like she may have had some allergies or something, but ultimately she said, I don't want to preach at people. I'm not trying to convert everybody to veganism. But what I'm saying is when we increase our plant-based intake, it does great things for our bodies. So if for no other reason, this is a great reason to to do that. 
But she said, but I'm also, you know, I don't like mass farming. I actually care about the environment. And when you see these, you know, huge cattle ranches, how hard that is on the environment and so on and so forth, that that's also important to me, but that's not why I do this. So I think that that's really interesting. And I think she might be a good connection for you. So I'll, I'll, I'll make that connection as well. But I, I think it's, it's so much more about, you know, sometimes we, we, we decide to do something for personal reasons. And then we gain a benefit and we want to share that with people. And like you said, you know, you're not looking to try to make anybody do anything, but you know, you said if, if they could learn a little bit and start to think about their choices and start to make better choices, then that's going to improve their lives. That's going to improve the quality of the food they eat. That's going to improve the quality of what goes into their body and what comes out of them, right? They're not their waste product, but their production, because it's kind of like, if we look at malnourished children don't learn very well in school, yeah. But if we can provide proper nutrition, now they can learn well in school. You know, we may have other factors exactly. going in, but, you know, we need to think about that. We're affected yeah. as adults too. Garbage in, garbage out, you know? So yeah, yeah really cool. Really, really cool. Oh, I have a feeling you're going somewhere with this. <laughs> yeah, there is, um, I mean, we, we all, we all over the whole place with the, with the different, the different topics, but this just, yeah. I mean, this is what drives us, right? Yeah. So, I mean, people tend to talk about things they're passionate about. So yeah, yeah that's why this kind of like that came up because it's something that I'm really passionate about and I want to do something about it. Absolutely. I think, I I believe you will. I already believe it. I can kind of picture it. So I'm excited to, we'll need to check back, Terrence. I think we'll have to do another interview (laughs) down the road. Before we wrap up, can you tell me, you have a second foundation, which is a a new, a new, relatively new, right? So tell us about this. This is really exciting too. So the new foundation, I mean, the vision for that foundation is it's still based in Cameroon Mm -hmm. and we are in the phase of getting the project, the pilot project running. And the vision for that is that we want to make sure that every child, say in Cameroon, they get, because they have the right to that basic education, no matter where they are, Mm -hmm. you know, and the reason we decided to come with this at this point in time is because there is a war taking part in one side of the country and it's been going on for more than three years, Mm -hmm. an armed conflict. And it's uh, caused this situation where you have a bunch of kids that will not be able to complete their education, their secondary education. So we're going to, we're targeting kids that already started, you know, and they're already, they've already gone to a certain level because even if the war were to stop today, very few of them will want to go back to school and, you know, redo the last three years that they missed. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be able to do that. And that's the first reason. And then the second reason is the war is not even ended. It's not on this. I mean, we can't say when it's going to end. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a lot of kids, you know, that are going to end up without an education. And um, I mean, one doesn't need to be a, a, a genius to know what that is going to lead to. Because you have a bunch of people that are not educated, have no possibilities in a country mm-hmm. like Cameroon. And education is still like the core of what makes the society, you know, work. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to get these kids some sort of education and prepare them to take the exams like the, we have the honor level, you know, the advanced level, uh, which is the exam that they need to do to, to graduate from, from secondary and high school. Mm-hmm. So we want to, we, we're getting them, getting together to create this project. And it's not only going to be about the Cameroonians, we're also going to link, we're linking them with teachers here in Germany. And also we're also looking at the possibility because we have someone in France who can also find teachers there. So you have this possibility where people here that are studying to be teachers that need time, need uh, the, the possibility to practice what they are studying. Mm-hmm. They can be able to, you know, willingly volunteer to teach some of those classes. And then on the other side, you have students that have missed out on education for a couple of years that can be able to benefit from this program. They sit together in a year. We come up with a curriculum tied to this one year and they can be able to go through it and take their, their final exams so mm-hmm. that they can end up with their high school diploma or their advanced level. And then they can do whatever they want. They can go to university. You know, it opens a lot of doors for them as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I'm in the process of setting, setting that up with three other people. And I mean, it's, it's very exciting to see, you know, how much energy you can get together in a room when you have people that you're all working to. That's what I said with the team. Going, yeah. back, going back again to the aspect of the team. When you have people uh, that share the same vision as yourself and you guys are working together to make that happen. You know, so it doesn't feel like work at all. It doesn't feel like, you know, like, for instance, we have a meeting on Sunday evening at eight Mm o'clock, but you know, you actually look forward to that. Yeah. So it's not, it's not something that you're going to maybe break your evening to go have a meeting. You know, you're looking forward to that because uh, you're excited, excited about what you're creating. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what this second one is, is all about. And um, we're in the process of setting that up here in Germany and in Cameroon. And since one of the uh, the founders is in France, we're also looking at a, a way to get, maybe to get that side of the world also involved. Mm-hmm. And for now, it's just a, a pilot project. But as you say, one never knows where this can lead. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's how it starts. You know, I think it's really yeah. important to point out, we unless we have like a mega benefactor, you know, a philanthropist yeah. who's cutting us a huge check, we're not starting out gigantic. You know, exactly. you're, you're starting out with seeing what works, making adjustments. I call it constant exactly. course correction, right? So you, you're going yeah. to pilot this program. You're going to learn what works and what doesn't. You're going to ditch what doesn't work or make adjustments to it. And you're going to keep building this. And I also see this really catching on and being such a great opportunity. And you know, for these kids who are in an area where for them, they might not see... I mean, they really may not see any kind of future for themselves. Like exactly. that's, you know, that's really depressing. And yeah. yet you're you're not only creating opportunity for them, you're creating hope. And I think yeah. hope is sort of something that we can sort of hang something on. But when you also have an opportunity with it, now they actually have somewhere to go and something yeah. to do and something to look forward to. And, you know, hopefully not everybody's going to have to leave Cameroon to find and create opportunities. Hopefully, you know, what I foresee happening is that this is going to open more opportunities on the ground in Cameroon so that people don't need to leave to go to Europe or the U.S. to to create opportunities, that this is a real great opportunity for the country itself. So you're still, I mean, you're, you know, you're paying it forward and you're giving back and that's huge. And education, education is the most powerful source of empowerment. It's just, you know... Yeah, that's definitely my opinion as well. And that's why, uh, like with the, the with the first foundation, the vocational training center is still some form of education, you know, and also with this one is still on education because I believe that that's the, the most straightforward way to empower somebody. Yeah. Yes, because you're giving them or you're, or you're letting them acquire a skill. You're not giving them anything because they still have to do the work. They still have to put in the work, you know, so, uh, but you're giving them that opportunity to acquire the skill that no one can take away from them anymore. Yeah. If you're educated, you're educated. Someone can come and open your brain and take out that education from it. Right. If you've learned a skill, you've learned the skill. Someone can take it away from you. It's yours, you know. Yeah. Of course, part of that training is also, would just be also to let you know what you can do with it. You know, right. um, I have these skills. What can I do with it? What are, what are my possibilities? What right. are the doors opening for me? But and as we said before, one never knows what ripple effect this might have. Yeah. Yes. It might be that one of these people that are going to be part of this program would just be the next person to change, you know, a camera for the good, or might be the next person to create, I don't know, thousands of jobs or thousands of opportunities for other people. One never knows. Absolutely. I mean, so, it could, they could be an inventor, could be a scientist, could be a politician exactly. with, with, you know, good intentions. And like, I, yeah, I mean, exactly. it could be anything, anything, anything. Artists, yeah. we're talking a lot about art earlier, you know, yeah, it's like you just, there's just so much potential and it's so hard. I mean, I, you know, education is something in the U S not all of it is great, but there aren't a whole lot of kids who don't go to school, (laughs) right? Like it's, it's, well, it's compulsory, but it's also available, widely available. And it's something that, you know, as we were talking earlier, I remind myself on a regular basis to never take it for granted. I've always been able to locate us in places with excellent public schools. Yeah. Not that's not possible in all parts of the US. A lot of people, you know, are either sending their kids to to problematic schools or putting them in private schools. Yeah. And I understand the power of education, so that's one of my highest intentions. I have two children who are teenagers and that's always been a high intention is to provide mm-hmm. them with the best that I can. And so to hear that there are children in the world who are not having access to school for whatever reasons is something that really tugs at my heartstrings as a parent, as a human, as an educated person who empowered herself through education, you know, it's, yeah. So it's, I'm sure that the people who are listening to this episode are starting, their wheels are turning. (laughs) You know, Tracy, we live in a world where, unfortunately, but that's the way it is. We live in a world where, um, where you're born, you know, the environment you, you grew up in, it kind of like determines your life forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you hear people talking about this big gap, you know, this between the wealthy and the rich and how it just keeps getting bigger. Mm-hmm. It's normal that it happens because if you're born in like a poor setting, you know, like there is very little or no way for you to get rich. Yes. Without, without a lot of this empowerment thing that is going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you have a lot of people that, you know, the rest of their lives are already written 
just when they are born. And I think that's so depressing. It's so sad yeah. that, you know, you're born today, but the rest of your life is already written kind of mm -hmm. more or less. And I think that's a very sad thing. Yeah. And I think empowering people, no matter how you're doing it, education, you know, whatever way you're trying to do it, empowering people, give them the possibility to be able to change that, to mm -hmm. rewrite that story. You know, so yeah. what is why I say empowering people for me is like, and especially kids, you know, because at a certain level, adults are already adults and you can do whatever you want. They wouldn't be changing anytime soon. But kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know but, it's true. Yeah, but, People don't know, really change. Yeah. Like they might yeah, but shift, giving, but they, yeah. <laughs> yeah, by giving, you know, by giving young, young adults, kids, you know, this, this empowering them with something else, you know, can let them rewrite their story, mm -hmm. which I think it's like, I mean, the most powerful gift you can give somebody, someone empowered me. Yeah, someone empowered me and that's why I'm able to sit here today and talk to you and be able to, you know, try to reach back and pull somebody up because mm -hmm. someone also empowered me and gave me the opportunity to rewrite my story. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it, it, it's huge. It is it's huge. It is huge. Would you have like three tips? It sounds like they might be mindset, but they could be anything. Three tips yeah. you want to share with people? Well, um. The first thing I would say, like off the top of my head, would be just take action. No matter what you what you want to do, and I'm saying this because it's a trap that I've that I fell in for a very long time, for years. Mm -hmm. You know, having all these ideas. Like I sent you a few blogs, Tracy, that I started writing in 2014. Mm -hmm. You remember, you know, there's the food blog that I sent to you as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, this something I started in 2014, so I've had that idea ever since. You know, but I didn't take action on that idea. Mm -hmm. So whatever you want to do, take action. Because when you take action and you see something happen, no matter how small, it's going to empower you to want to do more, you know, and then you can just keep building on that. So, I mean, it's always good to have the vision and look at the big picture. But, you know, when you look at the big picture, push it aside and break it down to what are the next steps. Yeah. And that's what we're doing right now with the foundation as well. They're yeah. creating what are our next steps. We're not looking at the whole thing because it can get very overwhelming. Yeah. So the first thing is just take action no matter what. Mm -hmm. Then the second thing is be open. Yes, be open to ideas, be open to people, because you never know who is going to be uh, give you the next big big idea, big idea, always going to push you and give you a nudge in the right direction. So just be open, you know, try to meet everybody that with an open mind. Don't have, you know, we all have these preconceived judgments of people, these prejudices and whatever. And it's difficult as a human not to have them. But try to be open when you interact with people and with things, you know, because you don't know where the next big idea is going to come from. So, um, and I think the last big one still just goes back to what we already said before. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I think it's very important that you don't try to do it alone. Yeah. Yes. I've tried that. It, for me, it didn't work. And I know for a lot of people, it wouldn't work. It's going to get very overwhelming. Yeah. You know, and then you will start doubting yourself, you know. And then one thing that I forgot exactly, maybe this is the fourth, the fourth point. When you ask for feedback, I would say be careful when you're asking people for feedback. Don't just ask anybody for feedback, you know. I mean, we spoke about a mentor, you know, that's somebody that can give you feedback that is valuable. And all of these things I'm saying from my personal experience, yeah. because when you, you can ask for feedback from people that are going to, you know, that do not share their vision. They do not see where you're going with it. With it and then they're just going to crush you. That's that that you trust. And then they can give you some feedback that just crushes you. So yes, ask, ask for feedback from people when you want to do, when you're doing something, but choose carefully. Yes. Yeah. Be careful. And I, I would add to that because this is something that has come up with clients too and, and with yeah. friends and other fellow entrepreneurs is don't only ask the people who love you and adore you because exactly. they may tell you that you're doing great when the thing that you're doing or however you've done it maybe needs a critical eye yeah. so that it can be better. Because it, And it's not that the people do this out of any kind of malice. They just love you and, they, and they're yeah. like, yes, it's great. But people who love you and want to see you succeed because then they're going to yeah. be really honest with you and yeah. provide feedback that yeah. that's supportive and exactly. you know constructive if it needs to be so that you can make some changes mm -hmm. yep yeah that's I awesome agree. well terrence this has been such a wonderful conversation i would like to just declare right now that we will do another interview because i think you're going to have more to share i do believe you're going to have a side gig going pretty soon and you'll have some developments for your foundations. But in the meantime, like how can we support you? If people want to connect with you, they want to support your foundations, either financially or maybe they have some expertise that they could lend, what is the best way for them to reach you? Well, I would say uh, the best way to reach me would probably be by email. That's I would send that for you to share. Okay, we'll put um, it in the show notes. Exactly. And also okay. um, through LinkedIn, 
Okay. With my LinkedIn profile. Yeah, I'm not really, I said this before, I'm not really big on social media. It's not like a personal vendetta thing or something, but I just yeah. think it's it's like energy and time sucking up. So yeah, I'm not very really big on that. But I think for email and LinkedIn, people can reach me there. And whatever way, you know, whatever way they, they, they want to, to, to get involved, you know, they're welcomed. Yeah. Yes, it doesn't matter whatever way they want to support us, they're always welcomed. And then just to have a chat, I can also tell them personally more about what we're doing and give them a bit more background information, share more insights, Mm -hmm. you know, about what we're doing. So, I mean, I really appreciate it if there are people out there listening that I would be inclined to know more or help in any way. Yeah. That would be great. So make sure you check the show notes. I'll put the email and your LinkedIn We'll connect exactly. on LinkedIn. I don't think we're connected on LinkedIn. So we'll take, we'll take no, care of that. No, I don't think so. Yeah, we'll change that we'll immediately. Change that. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Well, happy birthday. Thank and, you very much. And I'm just so thrilled that you spent your, your birthday evening with me. Thank you for that. And I love what you're doing. I love you. I think you are just such an incredible human being. I love how big your heart is and that you're willing to take action. And I just, I just so appreciate everything that you shared with us today. And I can't, can't wait to check back and see, you know, see what's, what you've created because this is big stuff. Thank you so much, Tracy, for having me this evening. It's been great. It's been incredible. You know, yeah. got to, to meet you a few, a few weeks ago and we just connected right away. And I think what you're doing, I listened to some of your, of the, of the podcast earlier on. I think what you're doing is really valuable work. Because it's going to give a lot of a lot of people, you know, the the courage, you know, to to feel that fear and take action anyway. Because that's the thing, you know, no one is fear is, is free of fear. But you know what you're doing here is going to empower people to be able to take action no matter what. And I think it's very very good work. Um, thank you very much. I think right now I'm going to go have that um glass of champagne that I've been saving. Yes. For, you know, <laughs> it's Eight p.m. here, and I think I'm just gonna. You know, end the evening with, you know, uh, yeah, with a, a glass of champagne and my family. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Tracy, for having oh. me. And we're definitely going to, um, yeah, we we'll do this sometime again in the future. Thank yeah, you we're, we're definitely staying in touch. Thanks so much, Terrence. Happy birthday. Thank you, Tracy. Have Good a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. If you liked what you heard, be sure to click the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. Please leave us a review and tell your friends about us so more people can hear the valuable information we share in each episode. We look forward to hearing from you and celebrating your success.